Welcome to the Meta Renard Podcast. May I take your order? Okay, yeah. So let me have some uh, anime, medium, TV, and movies, and give me a uh, uh, give me some water size gaming news. Will that be all? Uh, yeah. You got it. Coming right up. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. What's up, Marcus? Another week, more news. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it had been a little, like, I was feeling like it was getting a little stale. I needed to do something real different. Uh, whether or not it was good or not, who knows. But I just, it came to me. I said, let's do it. Uh, but how's your how's your week been? Good. Good. Uh, just long. Strangely enough, a long week. Uh, but it's Friday, so that's always good. Um, haven't done much. I did tell you that I was, I'm almost done with Chainsaw Man again for my second time. Uh, we were talking about Blue Lock just before it got on here, and that's another one I sort of picked up just because um, I saw the first two episodes and they were amazing. So I am reading that one as well. That goes along with the other 15, 20 that I'm reading. Um, what else? Kind of just watching whatever's there. Uh, as far as playing, I know we've, we've been on Overwatch quite a bit. Um, as far as single player, um, I have, what is it? Requiem? Uh, Plague's Tale downloaded mm-hmm. already and ready to go. So I'm actually going to boot that up probably tomorrow during the day because uh, I am doing something tomorrow evening. Uh, and then the basketball season just started. So I've been watching a couple of basketball games, the Lakers. Sad, sad, totally different from the Eagles <laughs> as far as my mood is concerned. <laughs> but other than that, man, it's been good. Can't complain. What about yourself? Uh, good, good. We had some some big news with some stuff that I like that I'm particularly fond of this week. Um, not much in terms of watching. I actually fell behind a little bit with anime. I'm excited for the uh, season finale of House of the Dragon. You know, both happy it's coming and sad that we're going to have to wait uh, an extended period of time for more. Uh, been playing Overwatch, like you said. Uh, played a little bit of Pokemon today. There's a little event going on right now uh, with the with the Dynamax rates. And uh, that's pretty much it, you know. Uh you know, our our hometown is moving up in the world because we got a Chick-fil-A. Word is that yesterday, like, the line for Chick-fil-A was all up and down the highway and that it was, like, crazy. You know, our, our town gets a little bit crazy with fast food. So uh, I tried to swing by there today, but the line was a little outrageous. So I ended up just picking up some Panda Express instead. But, nice. uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been good. Can't complain. Uh, so... Want to hop right into it? Yes, sir. Do it. All right. So uh, starting off with anime, Uh, like I said, very, very small uh, bit of news. First thing being that we have uh, the One Piece film Red will be releasing in the United States November 3rd. I don't know if we had previously gotten that news, uh, but I saw that going around. So I said, let me just throw this in there. November 3rd, One Piece fans. Uh, CD Projekt Red says that no cyberpunk edge runners season two is in in plans in works and anything uh i can imagine that's probably disappointing for a lot of people that kind of just got into that because of the anime and how great it was and now jumping back into the game um i'm not i haven't seen it i know you've seen it i don't know if there was like a definitive way that it ended uh but i would figure they would probably if this is the case and they're adamant about this is not coming, I would imagine they probably have something else in the works, like maybe a different story being told 
uh, because now we do know that there is going to be uh, a part two. Uh, we also do have a DLC on the way pretty soon for Cyberpunk. Uh, any thoughts there? Did you any insight as to how it ended? I think the overall, especially with the news that the, the new Cyberpunk stuff was coming out, I think the world is just beginning. So if they ever want to come back and revisit a season two Edge Runners, at least by all means, they probably could. I th- I know as far as the end is concerned, again without any spoilers, there are ways. I-, I would think to at least bring back a character or two, just for that nostalgia's sake. But I think it would make sense for them to go in a completely different direction. Um, but if they want to bring back certain characters, they can. Or if they want to um, go with the same characters, they probably can find ways to do that too. Because you know the uh, Night City and the way the the technology works you can just have or i don't say res just about anybody but you know as far as voices and as far as programming and stuff like that there's lots of ways they can kind of go about and do it i was a little disappointed that they didn't you know that isn't happening but they did say that there are other projects and i think the guy said um he would like to see more cyberpunk type stories being told and i'm all for it especially if the world uh you know was like this and it was that badass because it was it was of super pleasant surprise and a great great anime altogether so uh, i'm hoping for more i think we should probably be getting more again especially with the news that came out so yeah i think um either they said it isn't happening or you know it wasn't in the works or whatever but never say never and we've seen it right if something's successful i think sooner or later why not you know yeah i i would think that maybe you know in my in my mind i would probably say Maybe this is maybe they're adamant about this because uh, they have no plans right now for like an edge runner, cyberpunk, whatever the whoever the characters are in the in the series, like for them to be in a game, maybe down the line, because what what would happen if they come out with a season two is everybody's going to want those characters. I want my characters. I want my characters. I want this game. I want this game down the line when they have plans for that game maybe then they come back with a season two and then you know cruise right into the game and you know that everything kind of sells itself right there yeah um but moving on bleach a thousand year blood war arc for those of you that like to or prefer dubbed watching stuff in dubbed english dub is coming to hulu november 6th uh so be looking out for that for you bleach heads same voice cast returning, by the way. I don't know if they knew that, but you know, if you enjoyed the oh, original I, English dub, I didn't know that. So that that's big. Yeah, that's big. So continuity right there. That's great. Uh, last piece of news: I have uh, Tomohiro, who is the mangaka of Mob Psycho and One Punch Man, is now writing a story for a new manga titled Versus, which is set to release on November twenty sixth. So for anybody that loves Mob Psycho, One Punch Man, right here, this guy. Uh, I know Marcus loves Mob. I'm not sure his feelings on One Punch Man, but I mean, I'm I'm excited to check this out. Yeah, I've only seen the the first season. So oh, second season, people say that the first season is it, but to me, the second season is so much better because they they expand on so much more other than our titular hero. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite character is is there in the second season. Both two two people that I really like a lot. Uh, one of them being a villain, and one of them being another one of the heroes. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. And again, the thing is, it's it's they're still on season two. Season three is barely coming out, so mm-hmm. it's it's uh, 
how can I say it, right? There's still, there's plenty of time. There's still going to be plenty of time. I know Mob is about to wrap up soon or One Punch Man still has a ways to go. And if they take as long as they did between season two and season three, it's going to be a while, man. But I know you read the manga, so I know you're ahead of everybody. Yeah, I do read the manga. And that's supposed to be coming back pretty soon, too. I think we covered that last week. So I'm excited all around. And we'll uh, be looking out for Versus coming soon. So jumping over to TV and movies, uh, we have we had an announcement for Sky University, which is going to be the sequel for Sky High. And it's going to be bringing back the three main characters for a sequel that is set five years after Sky High. I don't know. Did you ever watch that movie? I loved I, it. I did, actually. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember actually enjoying it growing up. I, I couldn't tell you what it's about, but yes, I did see it, so... Yeah, the, the main character, Will, his, both his parents are superheroes, so he goes to superhero high school. He has to kind of deal with, is he going to, he hasn't gotten his powers, so it's one of those things where, is he going to get powers, is he going to be a sidekick, is he going to be a hero, and it all plays out, and it's just a, a fun little movie. Uh, so we're getting a sequel, same cast, uh, which is awesome. I'm, I'm excited to check that out. I know my sister was a big fan of that movie too, so we'll be looking out for that. Uh, William DeVoe. Defoe is uh, going to star in Tarantino's new movie, Willem Killem. Uh, Willem Willem. Willem, yeah. Yeah, Killem Willem, which is going to be a Kill Bill <laughs> spinoff film. I believe, is it, is it his huh? I, I, I'm real, I'm real, like, tongue-tied. I, I, Killem Willem, which is a Kill Bill spinoff. Yes. Okay, I said it right. Good job. Yes. Uh, so... Yes. I, I'm it's a big William fan Defoe, of the dude. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Kill Bills personally. Uh, love them. So I mean, what else do you got to say? But Kill Bill, Defoe, Tarantino. Dude, yes, and 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 Defoe's amazing. It just has all the has all the ingredients for something spectacular, dude. And I know uh, William Defoe has this. I don't know if you noticed the last few years or so, just got this resurgence of popularity. Like this guy is it, and he's amazing for whatever reason. But he's amazing, so it's that's gonna be exciting and fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it too. Uh, G4 TV, a uh, big gaming centric channel, is uh, sadly being shut down after trying to relaunch uh, this past year. Uh, I don't know. It, reports say that they just weren't drawing the numbers that they were hoping for. Uh, for what they were spending versus what they were making uh, in terms of viewership just wasn't uh, what they were hoping for, which is sad. Uh, you know, with the resurgence of gaming and how big it's become, I guess uh, I would probably say because gamers don't really watch TV too much, I would think they would probably consume content more like on YouTube, Twitch, uh, other mediums. So... Uh, it, it's sad that this is shutting down, but I hope they they attack it more like from a different uh, content creator point of view. I know one of the most uh, popular things was uh, Attack of the Show, where a lot of people first laid eyes on Olivia Munn and all fell in love with her. Uh, another popular host that uh, is a more recent host, Xavier Woods, which is which also uh, works as a WWE wrestler. You know, I'm a big fan of his too, avid gamer. So. It's sad, but I hope they don't call it quits like completely. Did you ever watch G4 TV? I remember watching G4, T uh, G4 TV when it was on, um, growing up, when it was on TV and stuff. I mm -hmm. think that's actually where I think I first saw the, um, the E3 awards. The E3, okay. uh, not awards, the E3 uh, Expo at the time. Because I was, I think they had, you know, 
that was one of the places to watch it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I didn't I, honestly. I didn't even know it was going. It was up and running. You know, I would think they would go the route of digital and just be online instead of trying to you know be a network show. I had no idea. Yeah, uh, like I said, they tried to relaunch last year, but uh, I don't know. It just didn't work out. I know I, people just have all kinds of memories. I know uh, Andrew is one that I remember. I think uh, said that he would check out Attack of the Show or whatever. He remembers watching that. So, I mean, I hope they just uh, find other ways to keep uh, their content going and don't just uh, die off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creed three, uh, starring uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. We got posters and we got a trailer. And all I can say is Jonathan Majors looks jacked. <laughs> it's crazy. Did you check that out? I have not. Yeah. Have not. It seems like they're going the route of like a uh, an old friend from Michael B. Jordan's past has come out. And there's a little bit of history and tension between the two of them. And uh, ultimately, it's going to lead to them just duking it out. So it's a... Uh, it's an older, an, an old tale, you know, it's, it's nothing too crazy, but the Creed movies have been pretty good. Uh, so I'll be checking that out. I'm a big fan of uh, Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan. So look out for that. Uh, Conjuring part four is officially in development. No dates, no nothing, just it's happening. We had talked about the rumors before. Uh, we did talk about the nun coming back before. Now Conjuring is also coming back. So I'm always all for, um, scary movies uh, coming back, especially this universe. I love it. Um, Speaking of sequels, Twister. We're getting a Twister Uh, sequel titled, get this, Twisters. (laughs) (laughs) And it is going to, it is going to follow the daughter of Helen Hunt and Bill Paxson, uh, who also got the bug of wanting to be a storm chaser. So go figure. Twister, Twisters. (laughs) Hey man, hey dude, that, Growing up, man, that movie was a trip because, you know, growing around, growing up around here, we never really kind of, we don't ever really see, I have yet to see a tornado or a twister form or whatever. So, you know, it's creepy, man. You know, just nature itself. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it was quite the movie. And actually, now that I think about it, you just reminded me when I went to Disney World uh, a good couple of years back, we went to this, uh, we went to this show, which was like a special effects like show. And there's lightning, there's fire, and then they make like a full blown like twister like start. And it, it was crazy. It's one of the craziest things I've ever like seen. Because it everything in front of you, like you're you're like a good ways away from the set, but you're just watching. But it, it looked crazy. Like just the the effects and what they're able to do and make everything just look real. Okay, so this was how long ago? Uh, I believe we went, it's been a while. I think we went in 2011, 2012. So 10 years ago, 10 plus. So, yeah. Um, Sophie Turner on her Instagram story put out a little teaser, uh, what people are speculating to be a teaser of possibly a Sansa Stark show spinoff coming from, uh, coming out of the Game of Thrones universe. Sansa Stark spinoff. I'm not I'm not sure. Well, this that's what people are speculating. Uh I'm not sure if, you know, the big thing with uh, House of the Dragon and getting everybody talking about uh about uh, a queen and 
stuff like that. And just, you know, people have their comparisons as people do with all these uh, shows. And um, one day, uh, Sophie Turner just tweeted out a picture of Sansa Stark at the end of the show with her, with her uh, crown on. So people are saying like, is this, are, are you just trying to tell everybody like, don't forget about Sansa or like, remember that like I won in the end or is this like a teaser for a show of hers? Huh. So who knows? And, and I'm, I honestly, I'd be down for it. Oh uh, yeah, of course. It, it, it seemed like uh, Sophie Turner's career out of all the game of Thrones people was kind of set to take off the most. Uh, and I, I mean, I haven't seen her in too many other things other than X-Men. So I don't know if she'll be coming back for Sansa Stark or what will be going on, but I'm down for it. Oh, no, of course. Anything said. Turn me up. Yeah, Game of Thrones, man. We're all for it. Yeah, hopping over to the MCU. Um, we have Rihanna. We got word that Rihanna is going to be recording the end credit song for Wakanda Forever. So I'm just like, trying to prepare myself for what this song is going to be like, because I would imagine it's going to be a damn emotional film with everything going around it, the trailers we've seen and all that. So we'll, we'll be looking for that song and just uh, have your, have your tissues ready. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Ironheart, but it's supposed to be a series that's going to kind of like come right after Wakanda forever. But Rumors are that we are going to get Mephisto in the Ironheart show and that it's going to be played by Sasha Baron Cohen. I had seen, I had seen a report on that somewhere. I remember, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember reading that thinking Rudy, cause Rudy has been trying to manifest this villain for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, and if you're not familiar with Mephisto, uh, he kind of is the, the character that has like a devil like appearance. Uh, if, you know, just to kind of throw out that description there. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he also is the creator of Ghost Rider. I think so. so yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So so uh, they introduce him there. Then I guess that kind of automatically leads to like we're getting Ghost Rider at some point, which has been talked about for a while. So it makes sense. Uh, some other big news. There's rumors that we might get Robert Downey Jr. back as uh, Iron Man slash Tony Stark in the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Uh, If you're familiar with Kang and all that, you know that uh, his character is like revolves around traveling through time and stuff like that. So it may not just be like a revival. It might just be a flashback of some sort, more of a what do you call it? Like when somebody disappears. Yeah, uh, cameo. cameo more. Yes, there you go. More of like just a cameo that we'll see at some point, or maybe it'll be a bigger role. Who knows? Uh, I'm usually not that big a fan of people having such a big death and then just coming back. So for me, as it stands right now, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll they'll shut me up, but maybe it'll just. I'm hoping for more of a cameo and not just like oh he's back. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about that, mm. Robert Downey? I'm, I'm Robert Downey's excellent dude. So I mean, uh, I know whenever like a huge death kind of is impactful and stuff like that. I think 
Is, is there is there ever a time where it's okay to bring them back? You know, five years, ten years, never. Like, is there ever a time? Is there ever a good time to bring back dead characters? Because again, the writer can bring back just about whoever the hell they want, right? Yeah. Um, so, is there ever a good time to bring back a dead character with such a big death? Because the because when I saw this, and again, I thought the same thing. Like, damn, we're bringing him back. You know, I think Jiraiya from Naruto and stuff like that. And I'm just kind of like, I wouldn't. I mean, I love. I like. I would have. Like I say, I'm stumbling my words. I don't even know how the hell I'd react if Jiraiya just automatically came out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I'd be pretty, pretty damn happy. <laughs> but his death was epic to me. It's probably one of my favorite scene in the in Naruto. So I don't know, man. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it just leads to like these problems in your writing from because if you start to bring characters back, it's like. Well, then, like, do deaths mean anything anymore? Like, we can just go back and revive everybody. Yeah. Kind of like the whole, like, uh, problem with, like, introducing time travel and stuff like that. Uh, so, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Again, it's they're just rumors for now. Nothing solid, nothing set in stone. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, DC. DC went ahead and laid out a bunch of their plans and what's going on with them uh, in the future. We did a report a couple a couple weeks back that they're kind of looking towards a more uh, way up ahead kind of plan to where they're they have stuff uh, set in motion like ten years, uh, eight, ten years in the future. So let's see what they come up with. But just a couple things that we know now: um, the Flash uh, two script is supposed to be done. Uh, so I mean, whatever's going on with their with their actor, I guess they're bringing him back, and I guess they're going with a sequel, um, or maybe they'll move on from him and put somebody else. Who knows? But uh, their plans are for a Flash two. There is going to also be a Man of Steel sequel with Henry Cavill. Uh, there is a Wonder Woman three squ- script in the works. Uh, we also have a untitled new James Gunn movie. If you're not familiar with James Gunn, he did the Guardians of the Galaxy. Also recently did Peacemaker. Um, then we also have what are called Batman Rogue spinoffs, which are said to include Clayface, Scarecrow, and Ooh. Professor Pig. So big characters right there. Uh, I would imagine Clayface and Scarecrow are probably pretty exciting for a lot of people. And for anyone that's not familiar with Professor Pig, he was a character that actually came out in the Gotham TV series that was very pleasantly surprising. So if they're going to bring him back, like be, be prepared to be like wowed is all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any thoughts about those? Cause that's, that's a lot. Flash, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, James Gunn, movie, I mean, the rogues, anything that, what interests you the most there? You think out of those dude, and I, honestly, probably the James Gunn film. I know James Gunn, uh, or the James Gunn and the Batman, whatever the, the, the Rogue Gallery spinoffs might or may or may not be. Just because I know as far as like the main DC universe, it's always been kind of hit, not even, it was more miss for me than anything else. I've enjoyed a few, that's because I haven't seen them all. But as far as the James Gunn film, I, that, that's kind of piqued my interest because I want to know who. I think DC's had a lot of success more so with the movies that are not big name type characters i guess as you would say aside from batman uh but flash like you remember a while back uh flash was supposed to be the film that's supposed to be getting rave reviews when wonder woman one came out that one just knocked out of the park you know because it's always been about batman superman batman superman and the superman movies i remember seeing the first one i i don't even remember what it was about um but you know chris christopher nolan the batman films were even part of this of this universe so 
you know, it's all, it's all in the air. But I'm also curious about the Batman Rogue series. Uh, see more more or less where they go with that. Yeah. Yeah, and if they are if they are looking to plan, which seems like the problem with the older movies or with the movies we've gone so far, where they were a lot of the big ones were felt very just like thrown together. So if they're going to plan them out correctly and all that, you know, hopefully we get better quality uh, in terms of uh, the whole DC universe as a whole. Super random. Uh, Have you seen Black Adam yet? No, no, I, I, I was, uh, I've been seeing it all over TV and oddly enough, like I, I really, I'm going to see it at some point, but I have no like desire to go immediately. I have no those. desire. Like I need to go see it. Okay. It, it, it's weird. Like I usually am always all about like, oh, I need to go see this new superhero film, but I don't know. Do you think, do you think there's some sort of superhero hangover already by this time? I don't know what had been talked about in the past, but. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine and kind of the same thing's been said. Like, man, just superhero movies, superhero movies. I was like, superhero movies are a huge thing. At one point, do people get tired of these superhero movies? Or at one point, are, are we on this hangover? Are we on this, hey, let's take a break for a little bit? Um, is it maybe just a storyline? Like, like, what is it? You know, because that's interesting that you say that. The, oh, it's a superhero. I'm going to go watch it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to feel it, obligated to go watch a superhero it, movie. Yeah. And, you know, there there's something to that because... Um, I, I know people talk about that all the time and I had never felt that way. And now that you're saying that, like I have, I never, I still haven't watched She-Hulk. I still haven't watched, uh, Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. I still haven't, uh, uh, there was a Star Wars Andor is, is out on Disney plus now. I haven't checked that out yet. Like maybe, maybe I am going through that right now. I don't know if it's like a collective thing or just individually i feel like maybe maybe you're onto something maybe that's what i'm going through but also like the uh the whole thing with uh, black adam he just seems like such an overpowered character like to me like there's no draw as to like what what am i gonna i'm i'm i feel like i'm just signing up to go watch him just kick everybody's ass yeah. and i feel uh, it's weird because i feel like i'm watching the rock you know like uh, yeah it's a rock <laughs> film right i mean yeah, it's just it's just a typical rock movie where he's he's just the badass and's gonna whoop everybody's butt. So I don't know, maybe maybe I I am going through like a fatigue stage where I'm just not interested in that right now. Makes sense. Do you feel? Do, I mean, what are oh, your I, thoughts? I, like, I feel like I, it's been a while. I think the last thing, you know, again we saw Thor, we saw Doctor Strange too, and 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 I will go see the Marvel films. I know. Um, we are fans of them and we'll watch them. And lately it hasn't felt out of obligation. I think, I think my case is more of the stuff that's on film. I mean, that's on uh, TV on Disney plus, like you're, you're given this, you, you've been spoiled with this quality for so long. And now that the climax has kind of ended over with the uh, Thanos arc and stuff like that, everything else has kind of been like a, either a wrap up type movie or an introduction type movie. And I don't know if I'm, if I'm, you know, like, what's the end game here? And I know we got Kang coming on and all that kind of stuff, but it's 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 a lot of films, man. It's a lot of films, and if you're trying to tackle all these films and all these movies, like, if you're not caught up or you you even lag a little bit behind, it's going to become a chore. I don't want it to become a chore. I don't want it to become an obligation just to go see this movie because it came out or whatever, just because you know people are talking about it and you want to talk about it. Like, like I don't want to do those things. So I used to watch the films. The good thing is that the films aren't all that you know they they don't come out like crazy. Um, as far as Marvel is concerned and stuff like that. So Phase 4 is about to just finish up with the Wakanda, I think, being the last one. So we will be watching that one, obviously. But again, I, 
this is more so the TV, the TV stuff for me. Like, and, and those things are being churned out. Oh man, yeah. frequent, frequent. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm just like, dang, you know, like, like, I don't want, I don't want it to just be, I don't want it to be forced on my throat. And I, at what point I feel like it is going to be forced on my throat. You know what I mean? So I'm with you, man. And that's why it's kind of like, you know, as far as DC, good thing for me, as far as DC is concerned, and is I've never really gone on my way for these DC films. I just kind of, you know, at least in theaters, I just kind of see them, seen them on TV and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, it's 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 again just to kind of wrap up my thoughts. It's more just the TV stuff because the movie stuff's been pretty sporadic. So at least that's okay. But again, I don't want to be forced down my throat. So yeah, and and you know, to add a little bit uh, on some of the points that you touched on with the MCU, they are just churning out content like quick. In oh, terms yeah. of the series, like you said, and on top of that, we like you mentioned, uh, we also just finished like a huge part uh, with the Thanos uh, with the Thanos story. So now there's kind of like a like that refresh and starting over. So you know that exhaustion that uh, and having to build up again because that's where we're headed. We're headed towards building possibly a new Avengers team completely uh new new enemies a new main villain so uh that fatigue like you're talking about like to me that's the big thing uh kind of with the mcu just that we're getting so much content and we're having to start over and reset completely then with dc you know they still have so much to prove uh Mm -hmm. you know compared to the mcu uh and I i hope that they get there but you know, I'm not I, like you say. People just don't go out of their ways to, to, go see something that really just hasn't hit collectively because they're they they've had good movies, but collectively, like they have a lot to prove. So, mm-hmm. so that's it for those two. Uh, we'll hop over to Super Mario. Super Mario Bros. got its rating. It will be rated PG and will release April seventh, twenty twenty three. So, uh, you know, I I know that uh, we've discussed this before. We're both super excited for it. And, uh, you know, yeah, Mario, Mario, Chris Pratt, Bowser, Jack Black. I'm down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can't wait. That's one of the ones I actually really, really look forward to. So. Then uh, last couple of things we have. Netflix has uh, committed that they are going to stay with their binge release schedule rather than weekly stuff. Good. So, so that's something a lot of people really enjoy. I know you were all about that binge stuff. Uh, I have some other people, some other friends and family also that l- uh, prefer the binge method. Uh, I, I like, I like a little bit of both the binge and the weekly release, but you know, it's been something uh, Netflix has kind of just uh, been known for now. So I'm, I'm all for it. It's also good because that's their niche, right? No reason to kind of follow, yeah, you know what everybody else is doing. I guess as far as like anime is concerned, like, like this whole week to week stuff, like, like this Crunchyroll who does this, and I watch, you know, multiple anime at a time. I don't need Netflix to do this. Like, like if I want to watch something in one afternoon, I'm gonna go watch Netflix and just binge this entire series. And, you know, they're usually 12, 24 episodes, nothing too long, and I can go at my own pace, right? And yeah. whereas people like oh next week next week and you're all of a sudden it's like oh, okay i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get there like you know what i mean like the hype's there the hype's not there like you want to be with the hype where if it's a binge if it's a binge release you know it's not it's that i'm all for it and i'm glad i'm glad netflix is sticking to the binge stuff yeah so uh we'll we'll be looking out for 
more series to binge here coming forward. Now, last thing with Netflix, which is kind of a touchy story, maybe good, maybe bad, who knows? But it's probably gonna have a lot of people nervous. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this name, but a writer producer by the name of Halia Abdel Meguid is writing and producing a live action Death Note series. Uh, you know, Netflix has done Death Note before, and plus I've seen it. So if you've seen it, you're probably like, why are they doing this again? See, uh, but that's the, the thing. The, that's the thing. Go ahead. Uh, the only positive thing, I will just, I'll, I'll just fin- try to finish up quickly on my thoughts. The only positive thing is she is said to be a huge fan of both the anime and the manga who spent a lot of time in Tokyo, speaks Japanese, like she's a big fan. She's all about it. She's familiar with it. And she's also being backed by the Duffer brothers who are also going to be executive producing. Uh, If you're not familiar with them, they were the ones that work on stranger things. So uh, that could be good. And as bad as the movie was like, I don't think we'll get that again. I hope not, but uh, I'll throw it over to you. What do you think? Thing. It's again a couple of silver linings here, and and this is the thing. It's a fact that it's Death Note, and strangely enough, it has to be Death Note. Reason being is because Netflix has done all kinds of net, uh, of Death Note things. As far as there's a, the William Defoe uh, live action one, also, and then there was I think those stage plays that were kind of popular a while back that people actually talked about that Netflix does release as well. Um, you have the anime, you have the manga, you so you have all kinds of stuff that Netflix has been kind of churning out. So they're turning out another Death Note. You know property here you know and again whatever the film is going to be we don't know but they they do have the Duffer brothers Duffer brothers uh executive, executive producing and halia abdel megid said to reproduce and like you mentioned she's a big death note person and if they mess it up hey you know it's expected if they mess it up there's True. literally True. there's literally like the expectations already there that you know it, the expectations already been set there's no high bar. There's nothing like, you know, like the way the last uh, Death, Note, Death Note film that had come out. When the last Death Note film came out, people were watching it. They were advertising it. It was, you know, people or whatever and, and don't butcher, <laughs> don't butcher it. This one has none, none of the pressure. None. And I say that with all sincerity. So if it comes out and it's, and it's good, hey, awesome. <laughs> it's a good adaptation. And if it sucks, eh. It sucks. People are still going to watch it. They're going to hate watch it, but they're still going to watch it. So it's the fact that it, it has to be Death Note because it's a safe choice and there's no pressure regardless of how this uh, this adaptation turns out. So I think that's actually the biggest plus for Netflix and for the audience. Because I saw I saw this and I was thinking like, oh, it's, ne- it's Death Note again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whether, whether they butcher it or not, it's, you know, there's no expectation that's there. So I think they're actually at a huge advantage on this one. And that's good stuff, man. So that's my take. Dude, that's that's such a good point. And that's so funny because it's either going to be like, holy crap, Netflix did it. Or it's going to be like, 
oh, Netflix did it again. <laughs> exactly. And again, there's no pressure for either one whatsoever, dude. You know, people people aren't going to be hate talking about it, shit talking it like they've done the last one. And they might be, obviously. Well, but, you know, it's going to be, oh, here they go again. It's not going to be, oh, you know, they're not going to be biting their fingers and hope it's this thing. No, like the expectation is already there. So if they knock it out of the park, they knock it out of the park. You know, there's only one way up for them because I think we're already at rock bottom. Unless, and even if they totally butcher it and... I, I mean totally just massacre this. There's no expectation. It sucks. We move on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. And those are that's that's actually a really great point. So I mean we'll be looking out for this. I hope it's great. <laughs> <laughs> of course, so, yeah, we all hope it's good. So <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. I mean, Death Note, here we come again. So hopping over into gaming, which real is quick, uh, real, real quick, oh, real quick. Two more, th- just two more things in film, and it kind of fits here at the end, just because they are anime films. But I don't know. We um, one was talked about, and one I just wanted to kind of bring up because I totally remember that it was coming out soon. Well, one of the ones that actually just released in Japan, I don't think we have a English, um, an English release date yet. But there is an anime that's coming out. And I believe I mentioned it before. To every to every you I've loved before. This is the one I mentioned a while back. Where this is, a, or you we might have put it on here. Depending on how you watch it, will determine the beginning and the end. There's two. There's gonna be two films based on this particular uh, manga. So the manga in, is gonna release in English in June 6, but the anime adaptation should probably be releasing sometime in in, in the spring of 2023. Um, so it did release in Japan. It is out there already, just to kind of let people know. Um, and it's supposed to be pretty good, really good, actually. And again, when you're dealing with something that's a little different. Um, as far as far as your viewing experience is concerned, it sounds like a lot of fun. So I'm sure that's going to catch a lot of people's attention. The other thing <clears throat> is Makoto Shinke. He's the guy who did Your Name and Weathering with You. Also, you know the 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 promised. What is the other one? The short films. Forgot the short films. But yeah, he's more, your, your Name, Weathering with You. His Suzume. He has a third film coming. Uh, the third film is supposed to get a 12 minute preview on October 28th um, in Japan. So. By that record, we should probably be getting this film maybe in November. I don't think I'm not sure there's a release date yet. Actually, yeah, November 11th. Um, so we will probably be getting that in July 2023 as well. So I know Mikoto Shinke. I love his films. His films are amazing. If you haven't seen Your Name, if you haven't seen Weathering with You, give them a watch because uh, we do have his third film, feature film, uh, coming out um, soon. So just a heads up on that. And that's nice. It. Nice. Thanks for the extra little stuff there. I, I had no idea about those. And I gotta check them out. They're amazing. Well, his uh, his work is amazing. So hopping over into gaming, uh, one of the big things from pa- from this past week was uh, Gotham Knights, uh, and the little controversy behind it being locked at si- at uh, thirty FPS. I was already gonna say sixty because I think like that's the standard now, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the devs came out and blamed the Xbox Series S for holding back the entire generation. I don't remember if I touched on that last week or not, but there's actually other devs. I, I there's actually other devs that are also uh, saying the same thing that the the Series S, the Series S, it's a big problem. The Microsoft uh, insists that we build for this game. I mean, for this system as well, and launch date. Not just we can't put out stuff for this game a little bit later, but it has to be launch day. So um, a lot of devs are just, you know, sticking to this and saying 
that uh, they wish that the Series S had some other rules or you know different dates or something like that to where they we could they could really push the games that they're making like to the limit and that it's just unfortunate for them and for us that we're not getting the game that they want to give us and they yeah. can't make they have to dumb it down i would say i guess to this console which they in their in some of their words are is not much better than last gen so well, I guess now that we're getting more and more things that are going to be pushing the limits, uh, we'll have to see if this continues to be an issue. Um, particularly, I think, for some of the big studios out there, if it becomes a big issue for some of the big games, you know, the Call of Duties, the uh, what other big games would you say? Maybe Battlefield, uh-huh. the ones that people buy like crazy. Uh, then I guess we'll have to at that point, we'll have to say like, oh, this this is a big deal. But uh, it's funny. Some of the some of the devs, it, it it's very funny. Some of the devs from from games that uh, also said these things were a game by the name of I Am Fish, huh. which I mean I don't that that's ironic, right? And one uh, Surgeon Simulator. I don't know if you've ever heard of those games. Yes, I, I'm familiar with Surgeon Simulator. But like they're they're if they're complaining about the series s then i mean i don't know i wouldn't ever i wouldn't think of those two games yeah that's i mean have you seen the reviews like i know the reviews are already dropped have you seen what they look like not really i i figured that they i haven't looked at them because i figured that they were going to be pretty tough on them but uh, i saw some gameplay and it looks good i i've i've heard that uh Particularly, like the intro, like is very awesome. I've seen some some decent gameplay and some that's just like not good at all. So I I don't know. Have you checked them out as, yet? Or as far I've seen a little bit of the gameplay, nothing too crazy. Uh, but yeah, kind of the same boat. Where some instances kind of look real cool, then some instances I'm like, Eesh, you know. But the reviews are pretty mixed, um, like super mixed. And I think it's one of those games where I think I might just, it, it, you know, if you'd hope to come to Game Pass, wait on Game Pass and play it for free. Yeah. So I probably might just do that. If, if it does appear on Game Pass, I'll probably just pick it up on there. Uh, but I, I don't think I might. This is not, I'm not going to go out of my way for this one. Probably yeah. not. Yeah, same here. Uh, game Pass or maybe some kind of big sale or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Black that, Friday, that'd, be the, that'd be the time to give it a try. Yeah. So jumping over to PS5, uh, we got the DualSense Edge controller is going to be coming January 6th, and it is going to be two hundred dollars. Any any interest in, you know, an elite controller but PS5 style? Mm, not really. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've never. Two, I've never been big on. Well, you how, did you spend two hundred bucks on your elite Xbox controller? I no, mine was one fifty. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saved those fifty bucks. But you know, uh, so it's for some some people. You know, it's for you. Other people like you're not trying to spend that much on a controller. I love my Elite controller. The the texture on it, being able to switch my. I never switch my damn thumbsticks. Like I use one set. So I mean, it's nice. It's nice that it recharges itself. Um, it's nice to have the little dock where it charges. So uh, for some people, it's it's an okay investment. For other people, you know, it's it's not for you. And I've had my controller 
for a, a good while now. I haven't had to replace it, so I know some people are always breaking controllers. Uh, so I'll say it again. You know, it's it's for some people and it's not for others. So yeah, you know, uh, seventy bucks for just the normal controller, sixty bucks for the normal controller is already tough. So two hundred yeah, and and what what's and for like isn't like the paddles the main? I don't say the main gimmick, right? But what part of the gimmick to the yeah. controllers? Yeah, the paddles. If I'm not mistaken, PS PlayStation controllers are they already rechargeable? Yes. Yeah, so that's 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 already you already get that with the normal controller. The paddles, and I I don't know if they also have like the changes in like the tension of the sticks, and if you can change them from like, I believe PlayStation does like the, the con, con yeah the concave or the concave right not convex yeah. uh, thumbsticks and stuff like that. So I'm not I don't know what the other big changes are other than you know you're paying 140 bucks for paddles so. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Uh, but we also got some news today about uh, God of War Ragnarok. It is going to have four different modes uh, in terms of graphical style. It is going to have two resolution modes, one that's going to be 4K 30, one that's going to be 4K locked 4K and 40 FPS. Then it's going to have two performance modes, one that is going to be at 60 hertz, and the other one at 120. I would imagine the 60 hertz one is going to go down to probably a 1440p output. And maybe uh, 1080 for the 120 hertz. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is a... Mo- as, as I understand, it is really just a single player game, right? Yes. So, uh, you know, you can either do full-on graphics, you can do full-on performance, FPS, or you can do a little bit of both. Uh, with the 4K40 or the maybe 1440p60. Again, that's just uh, speculation on my part in terms of the 1440p60 and 1080-120. But, I mean, it's always nice to have those options and you can experience it the way you want to. So, good on them for putting this out there. You excited for that, Ragnarok? It feels like it's right around the corner, dude. Honestly, I'm barely getting to the first one. Uh, I played them all. I have played them all, so I don't give a damn what everybody says, you know. But I have played every single God of War that's out there, and it's a single player experience. And I just with those, I'm in no rush, um, no, in no rush at all. I think I got the latest God of War. Well, I'm playing it through right now. I got it for like six bucks <laughs> compared to you know sixty mm-hmm. bucks that first come out, and it's gonna be the same thing. I, there, as a matter of fact, I even think the first Black Friday, the first one came out. I think the game dropped like $18 and then the following year it was like eight bucks. And so that game's going to get cheap, you know? So it's, it's, I don't want to say it's, it's a single player. It's a single player fun experience and a single player game that it is worth playing through for sure. But the best part is there's no timetable. So. Yeah, you're right. So the Sims five, Got an announcement. It's under development and is under the working title Project Renee. Uh, I didn't get to watch too much of the little presentation they had with this, but I know that The Sims is a hugely popular series. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten into it. I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but, you know, there's there's a lot of fandom out there. So if you're a Sims fan, it's, you know, Sims 5 on the way. Yeah, my, girlfriend actually, my girlfriend actually played Sims 4, and she was showing me. I actually bought her the game. Uh I forgot where I bought it for her, but she did play it. She played it for a few hours. Um, and 
it's real weird <laughs> she created she created me she created her uh and then throughout the game's progression she's doing things and you can trap your your husband in the in the in the room and then because i was trapped i hated her and then i moved on and i started seeing other people <laughs> crazy stuff yeah man it was strange <laughs> it was strange and i was like oh okay and she goes yeah and what was she showing me she was showing me something else where like um i don't remember if it's in the restroom where your guy went crazy and i don't know it was it's it's a simulator it's, it's that's what it's meant for fun right you know what i mean so that that was the only experience i've ever had with it but it was a trip it was a trip <laughs> Yeah, so, sounds interesting. <laughs> and a little scary. <laughs> yeah, always always make sure you have a key to the to the door for your room, bro. <laughs> don't get don't get yourself locked in. Uh, so Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Onslaught is said to be a new RPG. Uh, I mean, obviously set in the Mortal Kombat universe, right? Uh, releasing in twenty twenty three. So something I never even thought of a mortal Kombat rpg i don't know man that sounds i mean rpg elements just because there's gonna be that rpg progression i think is kind of cool and if it allows you to go through each one of these characters understand these the origin of these characters why what they do why they do it i think it'd be a super badass way to get people caught up with the storyline of mortal Kombat, just in general um whether they threw it through missions or whether they threw it through um cinematics it'd be it if depending on how ambitious this game is mm-hmm. you, you know it could it could be something man it really can yeah, and that's always the thing with rpgs right like either you get like this in-depth like really thought out uh style game where you know there's some kind of build system and stuff like that and everything's unique and you learn about the characters you care about the characters you're entrenched in the story you want to do this build, that build, whatever, or you get something that's very shallow and boring. Yeah. So, like you said, it kind of just depends how thought out it is. Uh, you know, RPG is always is is a tough one, but you know the if if it's on the good side of it, you know, it can be great. Yeah, exactly, course. exactly. And you know, uh, Mortal Kombat already being as as popular as it is, they could do so many cool things in terms of like powers and characters and stuff like that. Just uh, from you know source material. Yeah. So, I'm I'm excited to see what that's gonna look like. Yeah, likewise for sure. Uh, another story in the Microsoft saga, uh, with their acquirement, acquirement, yeah. That's how you say it, right? Acquirement of the Activision Blizzard. Um, in having to kind of put out some of the stuff that's going now going on with uh Sony's kind of uh trying to block the the purchase, they revealed that uh there are some certain clauses in Sony's partnership, uh specifically with Call of Duty, and the biggest one is that in Sony's partnership clause with uh, Activision. Call of Duty is blocked from being on Game Pass for like X number of years. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting that that was already like in the works because this was this was a contract that was made up like years before like this was happening. So Sony was already like having this in mind. Like, yeah, you can never put COD on Game Pass like as long as this contract is up. Yeah. So like in two or three years or, or maybe it's longer. It might be a little longer, like three, four years. When this is up, like, then it can, you know, it's anything goes. But I just thought that was interesting that, you know, Sony 
was already move. yeah well already felt like game pass was so such a big threat that they had to include like you can't do this to us yeah you know you know it just it just show it goes to show you what a big deal game pass really is man mm-hmm. we're always touting game pass game pass game pass and you know here it is here it is <laughs> yeah they gotta start paying us <laughs> um so moving on to Silent Hill, we had the Silent Hill showcase. Uh, Marcus and I have both discussed uh, back and forth a couple times. Neither one of us has played the games, but I know you know we're, we're big fans of the horror genre. We both Resident Evil heads, who we'll get to a little bit later. But uh, they announced three things: a Silent Hill two remake, a new game that is going under the title as of right now Silent Hill F, and a film adaptation of Silent Hill two titled return to silent hill uh any thoughts here you know it looks like uh it looks scary first of all it looks hella scary and uh i think i've said enough where i have a big scary cat and i never played the silent hill games i know the silent hill the well part two is supposed to be the big big one and i know it came out on ps2 that was actually one of the one generations that I didn't get to get through a lot on the PS2 because there was so much, you know, and Silent Hill was just one that I missed. Never went back to it, you know what I mean? So I think if if they do it, not, I'm sure they're going to do it right, but I think it'd be a good time to go and experience Silent Hill for the first time. Of course, I'll be playing it, you know, in, at 12 noon with all the windows open, you know, broad daylight, um, you know, low low volume, so in case, you know, something doesn't pop out and scare the shit out of me. But it looks interesting. I know the story's supposed to be really damn good. Um, so maybe it'll be the start of something. So that, those are my thoughts anyways. But as far as F is concerned, just the doll and one of those little stills kind of looks real creepy. Um, but Silent Hills, it looks like it's making a push to get back on that scene. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, for me, I'm, we're, like I mentioned, we're big Resident Evil heads. So it looks like that, but a little darker, you know, not so much action, just big horror. Uh, I know there was a big uh, excitement a couple years back when they had that uh what was the name of that demo that was going around that uh, was that uh, real creepy one yeah that like everybody was saying that that's what this was gonna be oh uh, uh, i i don't remember the, but it was the, like it was the one i got the one, scrapped right the one, yeah the one with norman reedus at the very end it's revealed that it's norman reedus uh i, I say i, 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 I don't you know I, but but you know what i'm talking about right yeah yeah, uh, uh, PT was it called PT? PT? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah, I think that's what what it went by. Yes. It never got a name or anything. It was just called PT. Yeah. That so, one. Ah, dude. So that's there's a there's a big like market for this. So I'm I'm all, I'm excited it's coming back. Uh, and like you said, what uh, what better time to get into it than now? You get a movie. You get two different games. Right on Silent Hill. Jumping over to Overwatch 2, we got, uh, if you're not, if you didn't know, uh, Bastion and Torbjorn, some of the two DPS characters were removed from the game for a while. I think Bastion uh, completely and Torbjorn just from uh, competitive because of some bugs that were going on with their kit. Uh, We did get confirmation that both will be returning uh, in full capacity on October 25th of all days. Somebody's birthday. Yay. Marcus. Marcus. <laughs> also on the 25th, we're going to be getting Junkenstein's Revenge, Wrath of the Bride. 
But uh, our first look at PVE Overwatch 2 style, whether it's going to be exactly like Junkenstein's Revenge uh, from Overwatch 1 or not, you know, remains to be seen. We'll find out in a couple of days. It's only four days away now. Also reported for the 25th, supposedly during Junkenstein's Revenge, we are going to be getting some sort of new uh, reveal for a new PVE event. So let's see what they reveal, what they say, if they release it, or if it's just going to be, you know, little little previews of something uh, coming at a future time. Um, Overwatch League. Postseason has begun. Uh, started today with some with the play-in tournament uh, for NA. And um, if you tune in, you'll be able to get drops such as name cards, skins, player icons, and sprays. You can find them. You can find all that on uh, the Overwatch League uh, channel on YouTube Gaming. Uh, so you know if that's if that sort of stuff interests you, if you're that deep into Overwatch. Again, name cards, skins, icons, sprays. Uh, check them out. Uh, also, Double XP Weekend is live. It'll be the first of three to make up for all the problems with the launch of Overwatch 2. Um, I believe it It started today, and I think it goes through Sunday. Or probably the reset is usually like it'll be Monday, like at noon or so, something like that. It'll cut out. So, uh, again, this is the first of three. So, if you're having trouble leveling up that... Uh, season pass or you kind of want to finish it up and play something else you know now's the time hop in you get uh, that double xp yes can't wait any thoughts uh, on any of that overwatch 2 stuff i know you and i love are super into it so no i'm mean, just excited uh on tuesday that's usually when the updates are, are live so um i'll be playing i will be playing so marvel snap has been all over the news because of great reviews it is a fast-paced card battle game on both mobile and PC. And, you know, it, it's in the news because the reviews have been awesome as far as I've seen. I don't know if you've uh, checked this out. I did actually download it today to kind of see what all the fuss is about. I haven't turned it on, but I have it on my on my phone. Marvel Snap, I have not. Is it, is it available on PC or is it just Snap? Mo- mobile and PC. Okay. Uh, I, believe, I, I believe it's on Steam. I believe it's on Steam. I'll check it out because I, I do have some card games. I have Shadowverse downloaded on Steam. I actually did download uh, Arc Knights and Genshin Impact because I know those are actually kind of popular anime games. So I, I kind of want to check them out. So I've been downloading those on my PC. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if you are looking for something on the go on your phone and you're into the card game stuff, check this out. The reviews have been really high. Uh, Bungie is set to revive their marathon series. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Bungie just because of the, you know, I'm a big fan of the old school Halo and big, big into uh, the Destiny universe. Uh, I'm not familiar with the Marathon series at all, to be honest, but they are supposed to be bringing it back uh, in a rumored three-man squad extraction-based shooter, which is supposed to play similar to Escape from Tarkov. Uh, are you familiar at all with the Marathon series? I know it's um, uh, from like the 90s. I have no idea. Uh, based on what I looked at, it was kind of, it gave me, the way it looked was like Doom vibes-ish. But, uh, you know, Bungie's been on a roll. They got acquired by uh, Sony here in the last uh, year or two. So 
let's see what this ends up being. I know a lot of people are into the whole extraction type uh, shooter because it is like PvP, PvE, and, you know, having to get your loot out and then you get to start using it and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever checked out Escape from Tarkov. But, uh, uh, big I, big fan base, so... Maybe not. No, probably not. No. Alrighty. So uh, we got a new trailer from Final Fantasy. Is this 16? 16, yes. 16. Uh, looks phenomenal. I'm not, uh, I'm not into the Final Fantasy thing, but I know, again, like I always say, huge fan base. Uh, I know Marcus and I, we see Final Fantasy, we probably think of the exact same guy, uh, Andrew. And, uh, you know, the trailer looked phenomenal. And uh, any thoughts, Marcus? Final Fantasy? It looked, it looked awesome. Uh, and I played the majority of them, just not all of them. Uh, I actually, I, I started Final Fantasy 15 a couple of times. I think I got like 15 to 16 hours in the second time, 18 hours the third time, and I keep restarting the damn game and I should just go ahead <laughs> and just go through it once because I do have the Royal Edition. But Final Fantasy 16, it, it, is, it seems a little bit more... As, and I'm comparing it to 15 because 15 did have, you know, it follows just that one party. It does have the fantastical elements, the fantasy elements to it, but it seemed to be real grounded as far as, you know, you have the, the, the vehicles and it seemed more on the modern era type thing. Whereas this one is actually kind of going back and it seems like it's, you know, to that whole medieval uh, sequence but again you do have that fantastical stuff where you know it's not nothing just as simple right because final fantasy 16 you had vehicles you had the roads the modern the modern modern entity based at chocobos or in 16 i didn't see any of that modern stuff it was, it was just it looked real medieval uh high fantasy uh but there were those elements again space i think i saw the trailer and what looked like time it and you had the uh your your mana spells going off so it looked intense and it looked really good. The story looked bloody, you know, so uh, great to see. Uh, so hopefully it pushes the boundaries and hopefully people give it a shot. Because again, Final, you know what you get from Final Fantasy. And people enjoy them, which is why they keep making them. They're gonna, Final Fantasy is going to go until the end of time. Uh, but the good thing is that they tell, it's the, they tell a story that, you know, that you want to hear. Very reminiscent. You can, you can compare it to some like Dungeons and Dragons as far as the story is concerned. You're given different stories, and these stories are told in different, you know, different ways, different mediums. Um, so it's going to be cool to see. Nice, nice. Thanks for that insight. We did get an announcement from the Digimon World that uh, Digimon World Next Order is going to be coming to Switch and PC via Steam on February 22nd. Uh, this game was originally for the PS Vita in 2016. I don't know if you played this, but uh, you did. No, it rings a bell. It rings a bell. Uh, there was also more news that there are reportedly other games also from the Digimon world coming down the road. Um, I know most notably lately we got one by the name of Digimon Survive. And yes. a lot of people were very excited with the game, happy with the game. I think it continues to have very good ratings. It is on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, PC. So it's everywhere. So I'm not sure if this uh, report of other games coming means that we're getting new games. I hope that's what it means. Or, you know, for fans of the older games like this one, if that just means that they're going to be bringing uh, older games, you know, modernizing them or I'm, I'm not too sure what it means. But I mean, for Digimon fans, I guess it's really good either way. 
yeah, like for for Digimon games, like uh, I just as far as they're concerned, Digimon is one of those other franchises that just kind of just came back out of nowhere. Uh, I do play the Digimon TCG, uh, and it's actually super super popular. But the games have kind of been going strong, but with the release of Digimon Survive being a visual novel, it's a little bit of detective role playing type elements, but as far as the visual novel aspect is concerned, it's supposed to be top notch. But then you do have Digimon Adventure and the one Rico had mentioned just right now, it did come out. And so when I had seen it, I was like, okay, now I remember which one it is. It, it, it's a role playing game that did come out for the Vita uh, at the time um, in 2016. So it was. So we do have that, which again, which is a role playing game, but then you have the Digimon story type game. So I'm kind of curious. I don't think they would because the, the Cyber Sleuth. Uh, Digimon story games are still kind of 2015, 16, uh, you know, unless they kind of come up with a collection type thing. But there's a lot of Digimon games. I know the Digimon World games in particular, the first ones that they came out with, were actually one of the more popular ones. So I wouldn't put it past them uh, to kind of come back with the Digimon World series because I think they only got up to part four and roll with those. Um, so yeah, just keep an eye on that, especially if you're a Digimon fan. There should be a lot coming for sure. Uh, so hopping over to the other Mon world, uh, Pokemon, uh, Scarlet and Violet uh, embargo was lifted today for content creators. A, a select number of uh, content creators, reporters, journalists were invited to out to New York to go play uh, Scarlet and Violet early. Uh, based on some of the videos I've seen, they were allowed to play about an hour and they kind of were limited to like, you have to stick in this certain area. You can't go into certain places uh, because of, you know, different reveals and things that uh, they weren't ready to for people to see yet. They did, however, get to see um, certain things, new new Pokemon that we haven't seen yet. Uh, an evolution, I'm se- I'm her- I've uh, heard. Uh, and some little mechanics and stuff. They did get to go through the uh, team. Is it Team Star? I think is the is the team. Mm-hmm. They did get to go through that little gauntlet that you played through. And one of the highlights is said to have been like the very ending of that whole encounter. So uh, there there are things that they're able to share. There are things that they're not able to share. But uh, if you want more details on that. Uh, I would direct you to probably go to some of those content creators on YouTube. Uh, just to name a few, Austin John Plays, Philly Beats You, um, GameSpot also has some coverage. And uh, one that I watch a lot is Pokemon Cast. So if you're a Pokemon head like myself, go check out and you want some details. Uh, you're excited. You want to build hype a little bit about uh, Scarlet and Violet coming uh, next month. Uh, go check them out and they'll be able to give you just a little bit of details that you don't know or that we haven't gone from the trailers. Um, so, you know, it's coming soon. Go check them out. And uh, we move on. Last thing. We had the Resident Evil showcase this week. Uh, we got a good number of little things here. Uh, starting off with the new trailer for the Winter's Expansion which includes the Rose campaign, uh, third-person mode, and some new Mercenaries content. Um, The Rose campaign looks cool. It's said to be, you know, she's going through issues in her life, and she has to go back to the source where all these nightmares and wherever she's uh, having uh, originated from. 
So she goes back to the village and has her own story told in that area. Um, she does. We did get a showcase of a little bit of her powers. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but she does have some sort of powers. So uh, that that's exciting, and that's coming this month. Uh, they did touch a little bit on third-person mode. They actually showed it quite a bit. And a uh, funny little tidbit about that. The uh, They talked about uh, whether or not it was okay to show Ethan's face. And if you turn your camera to try and, like, see his face, he'll straight up just, like, turn away. He'll turn. He won't let you see his face, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, the new Mercenaries content is going to include... Uh, the big names are going to be, we're going to get to play as Lady Dimitrescu, not full size. They had to make her a little smaller, which some people are going to be upset about, are already upset about, because they want the big uh, full size dummy mommy. The death by uh, snoo snoo. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, <laughs> we got some gameplay of her using her claws and throwing stuff, and it looked pretty cool. And also Heisenberg. Heisenberg's gameplay actually looked crazy. It looked awesome. Did you get to check out the showcase uh, part? No, not 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 the DLC part. I'm going to go into that line. Yeah, so, I mean, it looks promising. Uh, the third-person mode looked cool. Mercenaries content, if that's what you're into, looked really cool. The campaign, you know, uh, we'll see. I, I was a big fan of Resident Evil uh, Village, so I'm really excited for that. Reverse uh, got some little footage, too. I know people have been anticipating this for a while since the game first came out. Uh, it is going to be free for all Resident Evil owners, whether you got the base game or the gold edition. Uh, it is going to be launching October 28th and will fully support cross-play, which is good. Very nice. <laughs> so, um, you know, you get to play as all different kinds of characters and uh, you're going to be going up against all different kinds of villains from... Uh, I think I saw Dimitrescu in there. I saw uh, Jack Baker in there. Uh, some of the older enemies too. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, the next thing I think is they announced the dates for all the Resident Evil games coming to Switch. Uh, Resident Evil Two will be November eight, no November eleventh. Resident Evil Three November eighteenth. Resident Evil Seven December sixteenth. All coming to Switch via Cloud Gaming. Uh, Resident Evil 8 will also be coming to the Mac October 28th with the expansion coming later. Now, the big one that everybody has been waiting for is uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, which we got a trailer for and uh, the pre-orders began. I know Mark mentioned to me a little earlier that he already got his big thing. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? What did you? Uh, what exactly was it that you pre-ordered? Uh, no, I, will, I had the opportunity to pre-order the uh, the collection edition, which came with a Leon statue, a steelbook, oh. and I do want the steelbook, but it was two hundred fifty bucks, and I was mm. like, I love, yeah, I love Resident Evil, but I don't have any of the collection editions. But I almost thought about getting Part Four because Part Four and Part Two were my favorite ones growing up. Part Two oh. actually being my first experience, Part Four being the one that I actually kind of got through first uh, growing up. And plus, Leon's my boy, unlike, you know, Chris yeah. Redfield. Right? Me yeah. and Rick were talking about this all the time. But yeah, so I was like, damn, you know, the, the statue looks cool, but 250 bucks, and I've bought collection editions, I've bought all kinds of stuff, and I still do, but unfortunately right now I do, I am, you know, straddling on a, on a tighter budget, you know, because 
going through life and stuff like that, right? But yeah. So, 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 how close are we talking? Are we talking like a thought? Are we talking like you were on the page and you just decided not to hit the button? Like I said, I said I, I, I got it because the uh, the manager from the, lo- the local GameStop here is a good is a friend of mine and she lets me know what's up and whatever and lets me know if I want to purchase stuff. I had told her yes. And when I went to go pick up my stuff, I changed my mind when I decided when I decided not to get it because I did a I did I did get Bayonetta three because I did get the collection edition for that and I did pick up Near and Persona Persona five Royale for my Switch. I have both games two or three different times. I bought them again because they came out on Switch. Okay, so mm-hmm. I could have, but I have my dumbass is <laughs> buying games I already got. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So you you had already done it, but you decided no. You know, I need uh, to I need to cut uh, yeah. down a little bit right here. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so it, it, it gets pricey. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. And I I love I love goodies. I love collectors. I, I love I collect video game editions. I collect uh, pops. I collect cards. I collect all kinds of stuff. I, I'm a huge collector. As a hobby, I really enjoy it. Usually, never. Resell my stuff unless you know I, I'm moving on to other things. So I would like to collect your thoughts on the trailer. So we, uh, it looks amazing, and I know Rico was the one that mentioned it to me. If you played the original one, the whole little dog scene right here, well, apparently the dog, um, it shows that the dog is dead here in the beginning. But I was like, well, the, there is an instance where the dog does help you out later on with Eligante, which is being that giant troll that you kind of face and we're like around, it's in a hole with these hills. And the dog comes and helps you out. I was like, I wonder if it's a swerve by Capcom. Be like, oh no, he's dead. But later on, you're like, oh no, look, he's alive. You know what I mean? So it'd be kind of cursy. But I don't know. It's just a little, it's just, you know, me and wishful thinking. But overall, it looked amazing. They, they, and again, I'm comparing it to part four because part four being on GameCube it looked awesome. Leon looks amazing. The voice acting. I was hoping to hear some of the uh, the voice lines from the from, uh, from the Plaga, but we didn't hear anything. You know, the uh, yo es el picadillo. Just talking that smack. They're gonna make you into an immense meat. And then the other one is uh, a trasetti imbecile, right? So <laughs> we didn't get that one either. Uh, behind, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't get any of that stuff. I didn't, and I've always enjoyed part four of their lines because obviously, you know, we and we speak Spanish. So every time these guys were talking shit, <laughs> we knew exactly what they were it saying. <laughs> so I was hoping to hear some of that. I'm hoping to hear some of that, some more. We didn't get the, we didn't get our merchant yet. The, what are you buying? What are you selling? <laughs> so, well, you know, hoping to see him again back, you know, so I, I'm getting real giddy about it because as far as the, as Resident Evil, you know, whereas part two was also an amazing game, but it didn't have that, you know, those things, those those memories like I did over here with part four, right? So uh, I loved it. I loved everything about it. It's a day one buy for me. I'm going to play it. I'm going to pick it up. Um, still thinking about that uh, collector's edition, but we'll see what happens, man. But overall, the trailer was nice. It was awesome. The gameplay looked looked fun. I know Rico's going to give him more insight right now on the mechanics, so I'll go ahead and uh, hit it over to Rico. Yeah, so, um, I mean, uh, I'll echo a lot of the same things that you said. Uh, visually look good. Uh, it seems like it's going to be staying true to the story. Uh, you know, the, the characters look good. The Some of the enemies uh, look good. We had that change with the dog. There are some slight changes to the to the intro. Um, nothing big, nothing game-changing. 
the game changing stuff kind of seems like it's going to be coming in the form of mechanics. Uh, Leon is now going to be able to crouch, which might be a big deal to some people, might not be a big deal to some people, but it's different from the original, uh, which always is met with, you know, different, you know, people have different opinions. Uh, you're also going to be able to actually move and shoot at the same time, which was not a thing in the original. Uh, so think what you will of that. And to me, the biggest one is there is going to be a parry system for Leon. We even got uh, a little snippet of him parrying the um, the chainsaw enemy, which oh. I thought, huh, like, usually, like, you have to really be careful with uh, those enemies because they, they get you once and you're done, you know? Like, if they get you just right, it's a one-shot. So... Uh, you know, maybe it won't be that big a deal for, for some people, but like, I'm sure like with some of the things that I've seen online of past Resident Evils, you know, the no hit runs, the, uh, you know, all these kinds of crazy things that I see, I can already see somebody like completely parrying the entire game and just being some kind of God gamer. Yeah. So I don't know what you think of those, you know, crouch doesn't seem like that big a deal. Move and shoot seems like it could be something. And then the parry to me is what's like, whoa, this depending how good it is or if you still take damage or not. Like, I, I don't know. I don't I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm all for it. And I'll, let me be clear. I'm all for like uh, making stuff a little bit more modern and some changes and not being exactly like the old one. But uh, what are your thoughts on on those? I'm I'm just kind of curious as to maybe that's going to play into maybe the difficulty later on. It's obviously I think it's going to have difficulty levels. And one of my favorite aspects actually of part two was the hunk um, little game there. You have to get out, and hunk has all these weapons. So I'm kind of curious if a lot of those things have to are are going to be into the extras because we are going to get extras for the game. Um, and not to say oh we're going to add this stuff for the sake of extras. No no no. But like I'm saying it helps right. Um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to maybe see that this game is going to have maybe more enemies, going to be a little bit more difficult. Uh, it's going to be you know more fun, I guess, in the sense because right. Uh, and I'm thinking about the uh, the scene, uh, the fight in the village, the very first fight you have in the village where you experience the chainsaw man for the very first time, <laughs> right? But uh, the guy with the chainsaw for the very first time, you run around. You, when, you, when you would press back and B at the same time, that was your way of doing 180 to kind of shoot. But at the end of the time, you were having to run, not really being able to do anything. So it was a little bit wonky on the GameCube. We you know we're now since I guess you know it's gonna be a lot more. It's gonna be a lot more fast paced. It's there's gonna be probably more enemies. You, you know the the game wants you to not you know be stagnant for so long, and I want you to be to stay engaged. I think you had no choice but to put in maybe a parry system just so that way the player is always engaged at all times. Um, you know, and again, this is just me thinking between different certain scenes. One of the other scenes from the original one was when you get into the mansion and there's that big, big lobby in the middle of, of said mansion. It's, it's not, it's a, it's a castle where it's the, um, has like a second floor and a third floor and there's, uh, there's guys shooting crossbows at you, but then they keep coming through these separate rooms. I think it's more because in this new game, there's going to be a, just a slew of enemies and again, they just want to keep you engaged instead of one of the gripes for GameCube where I felt if I was being attacked, 
I would just run in circles and just pick them off one by one. I don't think the game wants you to do that. You probably still can, but I think it just wants you to be more engaged overall with these mechanics. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, but with that, I think that is it for gaming. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. In no. I anything, think... that, anything that's come up, whether anime, gaming... Whatever. No, I think that's I think that's all I know. Uh, as far as anime, the fall season is just gonna be amazing. The game I was actually doing my a list just to see which games were coming out. I think from here until Pokemon comes out, I have a game that I'll be buying every Friday. Um, which was unfortunate because I was like, damn, because <laughs> I ain't gonna get through all of them. I'm gonna buy them. Uh, there's Pokemon. There was um, Tactics Ogre that I'll be buying. Sonic that I'm gonna be buying. Um, Bayonetta has is gonna drop next week, so I'm already that's four games, and I'm already like, damn, dude. <laughs> so, who, who who has the time? <laughs> I don't, dude. And you watch so much anime, and all, and you know, like, play by. I know you don't, I know you buy games and you don't play them all like right away, but you have so much like that you're always on, man. I just, I'm always like, just dumbfounded, like, how do you? How do you get to all this, man? And you're not the first person. I, I get that a lot. I know um, our, our number two fan, because Cell, shout out to Cell, your number one fan. Uh, I, I know, I know Cornelio is always uh, saying, like, how do you do it? And at night, I'll watch an episode or two at night. I do watch during the day. I'll watch when I work out, at least animated, you know, during workout. That's when I watch One Piece. I play games at night usually. I do a kind of, it's not a set schedule because it never feels like it's a chore for me. I just do it. So I play these games as I go and I have a game play, being played on a Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. Not simultaneously, but I do all three to the point where one is going to stick and then I'll play it and then move on to the next one. I read manga in school in between classes or whenever I have a little bit of downtime. I do read manga during that time. Uh, if I'm not watching an anime before an anime before I sleep, I do. I'm on my phone and I'm reading manga on my phone. Like, like I I squeeze these things and I you know thankfully I have a girlfriend who you know who who's all about because I love stories and she knows I I just I love stories. I like being grossed in the story at all time and I she makes it easier for me to kind of go and just do these things and at the same time you know uh, do these things with me because she is watch. She didn't let me watch Chainsaw Man by myself because she's watching Chainsaw Man with me. Uh, I don't, you know, so that that's how I was like, huh, all right, cool, right? So, uh, but I do watch, play, uh, you know, read uh, a lot. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the the games you mentioned, like you have a couple games between now and Pokemon, which you know, there's there's before Pokemon and there's after Pokemon in my world. Uh, the things before Pokemon uh, that I'm on the fence about is. Uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, which uh, the campaign dropped yesterday for all anyone that has pre-ordered. So uh, I'm guessing they did that because every, they know that as soon as the game comes out, everyone's going straight to multiplayer to hell with everything else. Um, I've, I've kind of been back and forth on whether or not I'm going to get that or not. I think it's it's this week. It's this coming week. Uh, and then Resident Evil, the DLC. Uh, I'm going to get it. I just don't know if I'll get it day one. Um, so I guess I'll have to make up that decision here in the next few days. Yeah, it's a lot. And I, I, I'll be going to see too. It's a lot. I don't and then we play Overwatch, okay? So I was about figure. to say we're all over Overwatch. Uh I'm actually I'll actually we're probably gonna play a little bit after this, maybe. So I will probably finish the 
she's the battle pass like tonight. I'm on the last level. Ooh, nice. I think I got to 50. And then uh, season two of 2K just started also. Oof. No, I'm glad I didn't get on that train. <laughs> I'm super glad, dude. Yeah, I log in my I log in my hours usually every morning. I wake up and I play that game a little bit in the morning just to get a couple a little bit of VC. I have some extra characters I'm throwing that extra VC into and I am a 98 on my main character. I've never Ooh. hit I've never hit 99 before and this is going to be my first year. And that's like my goal. I want to have a 99 character. And I'm maybe about I'm like an an eighth of the way into getting to 99. Very nice. So I'm excited. So yeah, with that, uh, with that, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being, uh, you know, just uh, awesome. yeah, for being yeah. awesome. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll see you guys again next week. Yeah, y'all have a good night. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>